Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ryan Ozensoski, your program director here at the Radio Talking Book Service. And we would like to pay tribute at this time to Mike Garrity, longtime volunteer here at RTBS, who passed away on June 21st of 2023. Mike was a longtime reader for us. He, among other things, read The Bookshelf. And every Monday, he would read the Lincoln Journal Star with his reading partner, Laura Beth Barr. You're going to hear an interview that I recorded with him for our volunteer spotlight. It was recorded back in November of 2019. And we'll also bring you his obituary, read by Ralph Morocco, another longtime volunteer here at Radio Talking Book. So from the staff and volunteers at RTBS, we want to say thank you, Mike, for all the time you've given us over the years and our condolences and sympathies to your friends and family. And now here is our tribute to the memory of Mike Garrity right here on RTBS. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Volunteer Spotlight. Who's behind that voice? And this is Ryan O., your station manager. We do this series of programs to get to know our volunteers better. And with us here today is somebody whom we've not heard from for quite a few months. He's back to pay us a special visit. He used to read the Lincoln Journal Star and the Omaha World Herald live newspapers for us every Monday, along with Laura Beth Barr. Laura Beth has since retired, and Mike Garrity has stepped away for a bit of a hiatus. He'll tell us why here in due course, but let's welcome to the microphone our very own Mike Garrity. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Pretend as if you're a guest in someone's home and, and tell us about your background, where you're from, where you grew up, and uh, what brought you here to Radio Talking Book. Okay, here goes. Um, I was born in Iowa uh, on a farm outside a small town, Storm Lake, Iowa. Some of you have probably heard of it on your way to Okaboji, perhaps. That's what everyone knows about it. Uh, I grew up on the farm. I went to grade school at a, in a, a much small, smaller town nearby, uh, Sulphur Springs, Iowa. That was my elementary education. I transferred then in high school to uh, the parochial school in Storm Lake, and that's where I eventually graduated. Uh, graduated from uh, the town and the uh, school in Storm Lake and went to college. Uh, actually, two possibilities here. I went to Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa, a very interesting city. Uh, my, uh, one, the woman who was, to, was to become my wife, uh, we had met in high school and, uh, she went to college down here in Omaha at the college of St. Mary. And so I transferred, guess why I transferred? Let me guess. <laughs> I it, it didn't have to do with school. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> I transferred here and attended Creighton University for my final two years. Um, I uh, was involved in uh, preparing for education. I wanted to teach. And I taught, uh, I student taught for a while at Benson High School here in Omaha, uh, where I met a, a fine teacher, Gunnar Horn, who was the, the specialist in journalism that moved me on. My majors in college had been uh, journalism and English. And so uh, I signed up with OPS and got a job at Benson High School. I think thanks thanks to Gunnar Horn. And at uh, Benson High School, I taught just for a year. And an opening 
uh, came up at Central High School in journalism. And I had worked with Gunnar Horn. I think he had something to do with recommending me for the job at Central. And so I started at Central. Let's see, my first year was 1962-63. And uh, at Central, I, uh, I taught English to start with. And I taught uh, journalism, a beginning course in journalism. And eventually was the advisor of both the school newspaper, uh, the Register, and the yearbook, the old book. I held that job uh, for, uh, well, from 1962-63 to 1995, and I retired. So I'd been there a good long time. You know, Sybil told me um, before she retired, one of the things she, when I first started, she said she loved to recruit active and retired school teachers uh, to volunteer read for us because they are so precise in their reading and they know their grammar and they know their mechanics and they're they're very articulate even the ones that may not be as good readers as others and yeah, you're clearly no exception from hearing you read it's it's obvious you spend a lot of time in the classroom instructing other people uh, what did you say it was English and journalism English and journalism and I taught creative writing for a while and uh, huh. I had I had some experience with creative writing in that I had taught my students how to write and how to publish and when I as I say, when I graduated, when I retired in 1995, I decided I would try some of that uh, writing skill that I had been uh, that I had been teaching others, and so I began writing. I wrote a romance novel first. Wow! And uh, I sent it off uh, to a publisher, uh, hoping and not knowing if I had a chance. But I had taught my students how to publish. And how to go to, uh, I went to Writer's Market and found a, a reasonable market. And they had my manuscript for about a month, and I got a phone call uh, from New York City. And the uh, editor said, we just read your novel, and we have to publish it. That were, those were her words, we have to publish it. And naturally, I danced away from the phone at hearing that. So after that experience, I wrote three more novels. Uh, all romances, and I sent them all to the same publisher, and uh, they published every one of them. And so that was my. So you're actually a published I'm a author, published writer. I yes. feel like I'm in the presence of greatness, Mike. I had no idea. What's it feel? You know, it's always been my dream to to, to write and publish a novel. What, what's it feel like when you publish something successful like that? It is a fantastic feeling. Uh, if you can imagine it, you know what I'm talking about, because to realize that someone wants to read what you have worked over for quite some time is really a great feeling. Never got rich at it, though. I'll have to tell you that, uh, because the the publisher I was dealing with, uh, primarily they sold to libraries, and uh, the, uh, you know, in other words, I wasn't really... Uh, I did have a number of novels that, or a number of copies of the books that that I peddled on my own and gave to friends and so on. But anyway, uh, I used to go visit the library here in Omaha, one of the libraries, oh, maybe once every, once every month or so, to see my book on the shelves. It's very exciting to see that. I so, bet it is. It I was can't great, imagine great what that fun. would feel like. Great fun. So you retired from school teaching in 1995. Was it 
during that or after that that you published your work? It was after that. Okay. Um, it was actually, I think I published the first one. I retired in 1995, and I published the first book, I think, in 19, uh, well, close to 2000. So it was right in there. It was about five years. But it took me a long time to write the books in the first place. Well, uh, what other hobbies do you have? Uh, when you're not writing, what else do you do? It used to be that I was reading here. That was one of my great hobbies and my great loves. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, as you alluded to a few minutes ago, I had a, a nasty fall in January of this past year uh, on one of our many snowstorms. I went out to get oh, yeah. the mail and uh, fell and had no recollection of much of anything for about a week. So I was in the hospital um, and uh, I had fallen on my head. So when they talk about that kind of football injury or something, I guess I had that, except that I did uh, injure my brain. And, and uh, it took me about a week to recover from that. And uh, so that's why I've not been around here. My biggest problem has been that I have been uh, – and I'm getting over this now, but I've been kind of in bad balance, particularly in the morning. So I'm, I was kind of afraid to drive in the morning. And that's I felt I was a danger on the road, so I didn't feel I should mm -hmm. come out here to read. Of course. But I've, I'm feeling much better now, and uh, I'm hoping to get back to this as soon as possible. Well, it will be a happy day for us. We, we've had worthy subs for you in your absence, but it's not the same as having good old Mike Garrity walk in That's every morning, Monday morning. And we're delighted to hear that you're doing well. Have you, have you had a very difficult convalescing period? Uh, I've had to do some specific exercises to try to get my balance uh, back where it belongs. So... Uh, it has not been it has not been easy, not as easy as I thought it was going to be, but uh, I mean I'm lucky to be here, so I I have no complaints at all. Backing up just a little bit, I want to ask you how you first came to Radio Talking. Okay. Book. How did you find out about us, Good and question. and how long have you been here? Uh, okay, the way I found out about Radio Talking Books was from my sister, my late sister, who read at Radio Talking Books when it was way downtown. Uh, it was not located where it is now. And she loved doing it and used to talk about it a lot. And at the time, this was a number of years ago, and at the time I was not able to volunteer the time because I was spending so much work on particularly the newspaper and the yearbook at school. But when I retired, this was, that was one of the things that was right on my mind that I'd like to do what she did. And, uh, and so I paid a visit out here to see if I could make a go of it and uh, did some recordings and uh, found it great fun. And, of course, reading what I was reading on Monday morning, uh, I was reading the Lincoln Journal Star. And this is right up my alley because I had taught journalism for years and taught newspapers for years. And so I found it very easy to transition to this kind of work. What did you start out reading when you got here? Was it always the live newspapers? No. I started out with, uh, you know, magazine articles, uh, whatever was needed at the time. And that's how I got my start. And, you know, you ask how long I've been here. I think I've been here, and you probably would have to check on this in the, in the records of the place, but I think I've been here about 18 years. I'll be darned. So I've been here a long time. Yeah. 
Well, you've talked about Radio Talking Book and your writing career and your teaching career. Tell me about your family. Okay. My wife and I uh, have a son and a daughter. Our, uh, both of them live away from Omaha, which is unfortunate for us, but uh, they they love what they're doing. So uh, my son, who has a number of master's degrees in different topics, his specialty these days is teaching uh, is teaching English uh, for uh, those who uh, don't have the the language. And he has uh, let's see, he is at uh, the University of Chicago right now. He lives in Chicago, and he's been teaching students who come from, I think his last class, kind of a combination of students from uh, China and from India primarily. And uh, they speak reasonable English, and his job is to prepare them. They all want to stay here and go on in, uh, in uh, engineering, I think is primarily their field. And so he's teaching them English in a conversational way. And uh, he's been doing that for quite some time. Uh, our daughter lives lives in Michigan. Her uh, her husband is a uh, is a teacher at a professor at uh, Central Michigan. Uh, he's a uh, he teaches philosophy, and uh, she works at the university, Central Michigan. She works in the alumni office, so she's uh, contacting graduates from the university, and so we see them. You know, we see them uh, quite often. They're always here for holidays. And when I had my fall, uh, our son came in and, and worked long and hard on things that I normally would do outside, like mowing the lawn and things like that. Well, one of my obligatory questions is, do you have any pets? Uh, we have no pet at this, at this time. We normally have a, a cat. Uh, our cat... Uh, didn't survive over the last uh, oh, couple of years. And so we want another pet desperately. My wife especially does. Yeah, I'm an animal lover. That's why I always ask every <laughs> okay. interviewee that I have. Mike, we're almost out of time, but my the last question that I always ask our, our, our subjects is this. If there's a message that you could pass on to the Radio Talking Book listeners, what would it be? Um, since I have such a love of newspapers, I I love the fact that I can read the newspaper to the, the listeners, and I'm hoping that uh, they can all get something out of that. Uh, I know there's, uh, you know, there's much that's said these days about Facebook and all of that, but I'm still a fan of the written word, and I'm feel, still a fan of newspapers. Well, Mike, it is uh, a pleasure talking to you, and we want to thank you for all you've done over the years for Radio Talking Book. We do miss hearing your voice on the air, but look forward to the time when you can come back, and we're delighted that you're recovering so well. So thank you for being here today. Okay, thank you. And friends, this has been Volunteer Spotlight, Who's Behind That Voice. I am your host, Ryan O. Thank you so much for listening today, and please stay tuned for our next program right here on Radio Talking Book. Bye-bye, folks. This is the obituary for Thomas M. Mike Garrity. Mike was a longtime volunteer for Radio Talking Book. He was born in Storm Lake, Iowa in 1940. He grew up on a farm near Storm Lake, surrounded by a close-knit extended family of aunts, uncles, and cousins. He attended school at St. Mary's in Storm Lake, where he met the love of his life, Ellen Wood, whom he married in 1962 after graduation from Creighton University. 
Mike taught for 32 and a half years at Central High School in Omaha, Nebraska. During those 32 years, he taught English, creative writing, journalism, and served as advisor for the school newspaper, the Register, and the school yearbook, the O-Book. One of his personal joys as a teacher was having his daughter Heather and son Timothy in his journalism class and on his yearbook and newspaper staff. After retirement, or graduation as Mike preferred to call it, he tried his hand at creative writing, turning out six novels, four of which were published by Avalon Press. During those retirement years, he and Ellen enjoyed extensive world travel, often with good friends Kay and Bob McMean. Early in retirement, he volunteered for Radio Talking Book and found much enjoyment in reading fiction and nonfiction over the radio for blind listeners. He spent many years reading the Monday morning newspaper, the Lincoln Journal Star, to those listeners. He loved golf, having been introduced to it in high school by Ellen, who loved to challenge him whenever the chance presented itself. He played regularly in a foursome of retired teachers. During his teaching career, he received a handful of honors of note. He was the recipient of the Alice Buffett Outstanding Teacher Award in 1989. He received the Lifetime Achievement Award from the UNO Department of Communications in 1995. He received the Gunnar Horn Journalism Advisor Award from Creighton University in 1987 and 1996. In 2015, he was inducted into the Central High School Hall of Fame as a distinguished educator. Mike was preceded in death by his parents, Thomas and Margaret, twin daughters, Michelle and Lisa, sister Helen, Mertz, brother Joseph, and a host of aunts and uncles so important to his early life. He is survived by wife Ellen Garrity, daughter Helen and Mark Shelton, who live in Michigan, son Timothy and Jeffrey and Joseph, who live in Illinois, and grandson Thomas James, or T.J. Shelton, and numerous nieces and nephews. A massive Christian burial will take place on Tuesday at 10 a.m. at St. Leo the Great Catholic Church, private internment in St. Mary's Cemetery in Storm Lake, Iowa. Visitation will take place Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. with a wake service at 7 p.m., all at John A. Gentleman Pacific Street Chapel. In lieu of flowers, memorials to Radio Talking Book, Central High School Foundation, or St. Leo Catholic Church. The John A. Gentleman Mortuary and Crematory at 14151 Pacific Street is handling services. All of us at Radio Talking Book extend our deepest sympathy to Ellen and family.